Listener Production. Well, Han, this is our remembering project. Yep, where a random day of the year is selected and we look up the run sheets from all our shows from across the years to find any we did on that day. Over 20 years, that's about 2,500 shows and roughly 26,000 talk breaks. Today, we pick one. One talk break only and try to remember what happened based on what was written down on the run sheet from that day. As always, we've got podcast Mike with us here for any technical stuff. Hello. Mike, what date was randomly chosen today? It's the 13th of March. Radio, that's Andy's go. Here's Mike to take care of the sponsor stuff and we'll be right back to hear what year Andy chose to remember that day. This is Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project. 13th of March, Ham. Slim, slim pickings. Not many shows. Only four years. That's one of our lowest. Out of 14 have we done a show on March 13th. As we have mentioned before, some years we would choose to not... Participate to start. Not not participate. (laughs) As far as March? Some years we... There were two or three years we just came back mid-year. Did we? Yeah. That was a good move. I remember like a couple of times we would come back. Like we came back to do drive radio and then they're like, great. And we went, yeah, but we want half a year off. Yes. I went, oh, okay. (laughs) And then then there was one year we started later because we were doing a editing show. We're editing True Story. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Well, this, well, yeah, slim pickings. But um, I want to start with 2009 to discuss. Packed show. Kings of Liam were on. Were they really? Kings of Liam on. At their peak of their powers. Yeah, that's true. I remember us. We're not going to listen back to it, but I think we went and saw them at the Crown Casino. They were staying there at the apartments there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was we, that the interview where it was a round table with them? And no. And there were other journalists? Or was no, that Coldplay? That was Coldplay. That was weird. That, that was strange. And you all, there was no sort of formal <laughs> agreement of who would go first. So it, it turned into a, the etiquette was yeah. ask one question, then it moves on to the next person, moves on to the next person. But if you were a greedy piggy, you could just jump in and ask a few. It's true, Mike. And then I think we realised halfway through, well, why don't we just be greedy piggies? <laughs> and and then what a few was, extras. What was definitely in our favour was there was uh, there was only four people there, I think, you and I and two other journalists or maybe three other journalists. So it might have been yep. four. And we were on the side of a round table and, and Chris Martin and Coldplay on the other side. And... We obviously are asking silly questions. <laughs> yes. But greedy, and, and, greedy, greedy, silly Billy. But what, what's quite was quite unusual, and you only use your bit yeah. essentially. But they're recording the whole thing. So if someone else said a good question, we would re-record us. We could have asking. gone back and gone. Bruce, you famously said <laughs> in Copenhagen one year. But what was we were finding was difficult about these roundtables. I think it's the only one we ever did. I don't remember doing any others here. Was our tone versus the very serious journal, music journalist next yeah, to us. Yeah, that's right. And you only had 20 minutes and you'd get really annoyed with mm. the music journalist who'd ask a serious question. Yeah. And then someone from Coldplay feels compelled to sort of give a two or three minute long <laughs> earnest answer yep. because they've been asked a serious question. And you're sitting there looking at the journal going, cheers, mate. Like, thanks for... <laughs> Thanks for sucking all the air out of the room and burning all the time on the clock. Yeah. You can't use any of this. And then they might ask a really challenging question about Chris Martin's personal life or something that he gets his back up yeah, about. Well, and then, oh. turn, then it comes back to us and we're like, Thanks. how do you decide what colour hat to wear? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for pissing in the pool before we got in. <laughs> 
that's kind of how it went down. Yeah, they were no fun. But it was Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon, sorry, yeah. I remember, we're not going to listen back to it, but I do remember asking the question because it was um, You Somebody was the huge song. Yep. And we said, did you know it was great as soon as you wrote it? And he said, yes. <laughs> they said they played it once and they said, the, the guy, the A&R guy and their label walked out of the room around and just held his hands up in the air to say, That's yes, you've, they, they knew that that was a sweet I didn't remember. What I do remember about that is I was, I was really into Kings of Leon at the time mm. and I wouldn't say back then uh, one of the world-class interviewers but definitely remember going into that. More prepared? No, no, uh, unprepared because <laughs> in my head I was like, oh, I love Kings, this would be great. I love Kings of Leon. And then <laughs> walking into the room going... That's not enough. <laughs> That's not enough. That's not enough for a radio interview. Yes, yes. What you've mistaken this with a meet and greet. <laughs> That's that's enough for a meet and greet. I love you guys. Yeah. What's your question? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How much do I love you guys? Can you believe how much I love you guys? We can. Also. Why? <laughs> so Kings of Leon on the 2009, same show. We also did a parody song that that show. Have a guess what tune it was to. Um, let it be. Yep. <laughs> I reckon we did. Let it be. It's the comedy song. A lot, a lot of I reckon stuff. we did 30. <laughs> What was the? So, I can't. I didn't even look. I didn't even. It just said parody song to let it be, and I'm like, that's funny because oh, that doesn't narrow it down at all. <laughs> yeah. Let's go forward. Like I said, only four four shows um, on March 13, 2013, would have been Business Brunch Day. Yeah, the whole topic was Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, great, yeah, great topic, great topic. A guy wrote in saying, or we talked to a guy that said he managed to change the rules of Monopoly or get the rules of Monopoly changed. So wow. I want to listen back to that bit. I don't know whether it's going to be worth it. but I, just, I, I do, immediately. Yeah, so this is just a small bit before we go to the main item. Okay. But, um, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, Mike, you actually you should be doing a little bit of a, of a nod yeah. to the sponsors. Oh, you do the sponsors now. and then we'll hear about the rule change. All right, cool. Thank you, Mikey. Um, All right, yeah, so not Trivia Pursuit based, but close enough. Mm, mm. The 13th of March, 2013. Number one. Number one, the number one email we had, Ham. I really like this one. Comes in from a fellow called Something for Jimmy. Something for Jimmy joins us right now. I assume your name's James. Welcome, company man, James. Good day, guys. Can you please just talk Hamish through the email? that you sent me? So back in uh, high school, uh, I was playing um, Monopoly with a group of friends uh, and it, it all turned sour pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. We, uh, myself and, and another guy who was playing, we decided that we would uh, co-own some hotels uh, together. So, okay, well, that's all uh, right. In, in today's tough climate, sometimes it helps <laughs> if you are going to buy a hotel, maybe you want to go in with a friend, uh, have a time. lawyer do the contracts. <laughs> it can uh, can get ugly if friends go into business together. But, yeah, that's a great idea. So the, the other guy playing, because I think there was only three of us, so that really put him in an awkward situation. <laughs> yeah. um, they do call it Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. Not duopoly, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's right. he, he was a bit upset. So uh, we went to the rule book, uh, but there was nothing in the rules that said uh, you couldn't do this. So uh, then, uh, taking matters into our own hands, rode off to uh, the makers of Monopoly to try and get this sorted once and for all. Uh, 
And they wrote back, and sadly, uh, the duopoly was not allowed, (laughs) (laughs) which, you know, probably not make sense now. Uh, But if you look in the rule book now for Monopoly, there is a rule clearly stating that uh, duopoly is not allowed and that only one person uh, may own the hotel. (laughs) He's got the rule. Wow, the James Clause. You've got the James Clause (laughs) snuck in there. I love the fact that it hadn't occurred to Monopoly that, of course, if people gang up together and squeeze out the little guy, that's exactly what happens in life. Especially if it's like the battleship versus the thimble. The thimble doesn't stand a chance. That's why thimbles don't do a lot of business. James, well done. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Same as Daddy's business, bro. Man, what a great one. Great one. What a great one. God, the Alison's are so good. Alison's are so good these days, but even, you know, back then, you're just like, what a great one. The write-off's great. That's the level I love. The, yeah, uh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's only one thing we do from here. Yeah. Keep going <laughs> to the top. <laughs> oh, that's so good. What I wanted to discuss, though, Ham, is 2007. Oof. It's the Celebrity Grand Prix. Was that that year? We are preparing for the Celebrity Grand Prix. For people who don't know what that is, because I'm not sure if it's still around, but at the Formula One anymore. Grand Prix, they used to have a celebrity race just before the yeah. Formula One Grand Prix. And you would go away, if you were selected to be in the celebrity race, you'd go to Sandown Racecourse in Melbourne. Yep. The outskirts of Melbourne. You'd learn how to drive like a car. Often it was like a Mini or a BMW or something that had like been retooled to with big brakes and like clutches and stuff so they could go super fast. And you had to get your CAMS license. You actually had, had to get, get like, yeah, like a, a race autom- driver's license. Automotive, whatever that is, like auto- Confederation of Automotive Racing or something license. Yeah, you had to like, it was full on and it was so fun. Now, it was. And then, then I think it was discovered that it was partially taxpayer funded. And then everyone went, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's been millions of dollars so celebrities can have a fun week. We had the drive show. So we. It was like very good for the economy, I have to say. So it was, yes. <laughs> it was a great <laughs> investment in the economy for from the from the government. We had the drive show, so it was busy. We didn't get to enjoy it as much as some of the others because what they were doing was going out and training all day and then going and catching up, having dinners and having mucking yep. around, having heaps of fun. We had to, to kind of fit in our lots of training in a very small yeah, amount of that time. that bit sucked. And then get back to the... Uh, to the um, uh, the you actually go and do our job. Yeah. yeah, like Kelly Slater and stuff was out in Australia. He was doing it. He was having, they, they were all having like the best fun. Yes. And then we had to keep slinking <laughs> off like nerds that had to go off <laughs> to their extracurricular activities. On this particular show, we were trying to decide what punishment it would be mm. for the loser between the two of us. <laughs> this is how it went down. The 13th of March, 2007. We have been included uh, to the, um, in the Celebrity Grand Prix. Pause for laughter for people in cars. We uh, find it just as funny. And we thought, let's up the stakes for us, Ham. Look, yeah. Because, uh, A, no one's interested already, but uh, this may get a little bit of interest in what we're doing this week. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's like every boy's fantasy mm. for us to actually be, uh, be able to race in the Grand Prix. It's not every boy's fancy, fantasy for us to be racing in it. <laughs> <laughs> All I want when I grow up is to watch Amish and Andy race in the Grand Prix. <laughs> no, it is actually like, so it's a lot of fun for us, but we want to make it exciting for everybody listening, Andy, which mm. is why we need to make this the people's wager between you pe- and I. This is the people's show. Uh, look, what is the punishment for the race, which is the only race that we're considering, which is the race between Hamish and I, once we're out there on the track come Sunday at the Grand Prix, what should the punishment be for the loser between Hamish and I? Michael, what's your punishment? Yeah, I reckon the loser should, in the middle of a big intersection on the corner or something, should um, wash the loser's car 
in a bikini. Wash the winner's car in a bikini or wash your own car uh, if you're the loser in a bikini? Yeah, wash, wash the loser's car in a bikini. Okay. I know, I've heard from sources though that Michael Andy does do this on weekends anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how much of a punishment it would be for him, but that is a good one, Mike. Michael Hamish's pale white body might be a health hazard for people going past. Oh, James, look on, who's scared that I'll get tips. James, <laughs> James on 131060, the punishment for whoever loses between Hamish Nine and the Celebrity Grand Prix. Now, I know uh, you guys had your chest waxed a couple of weeks ago, but why don't you take it one step further and go for the sack crack and back wax? A sack, back, and crack wax. Any reason, or just because it's funny? Well, I play in a very low-grade cricket comp out here in Western Sydney, and uh, the person that got the least runs in the season had to uh, front up here and get get the, the waxing done. Was it you, James? Unfortunately, it was. Was it? <laughs> very, very s- breezy around town at the moment, I must say. Who would have thought it's cool <laughs> in the summertime? Smooth <laughs> as a cricket ball, Thank thanks. you very much, James. Not a bad one. Carly, what's your punishment suggestion uh, as um, part of the people's choice? I would like to see the loser have their head shaved by the winner. Okay. What are we talking? How Carly, short? That would be terrific. Uh, in number one or uh, in number zero would be nice, but at least a number one. The old jarhead cut. The old Michael Clem. Um, all right. Well, and that's and, and let's just hope that Hamish wins and Andy has to get his head shaved. Re- regardless well, thank of you, the punishment, Carly. no one hopes oh, that. That's okay. You can't be barracking. Carly. Yes, you can, Carly. And good side to pick. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Carly. All right, a shaved heads in there, Ham. Well, Jess. So we've so well, far got back cracking sack shaved head. We're washing the other person's car in a bikini and Je- a very busy road. Jess, yes. what do you think the loser between Andy and I are for the uh, celebrity Grand Prix should do? I reckon the loser should drive the winner around for an entire week, wherever they want to go, whenever they want to go. That's not a bad idea. And I do want to go to Where's Rock. But then the <laughs> but then the winner has to spend more time with the loser. <laughs> which True, is, but they don't have to pay for petrol. That's a good point, Jess. It's a, it's a it could thr- be about a $1,000 prize. Thrifty man's decision. Well done, Jess. That goes on the list. Katie on 131060 is the punishment for Hamish and I. Whoever loses out of us two in... Uh, for some reason, we've been included in the Celebrity Grand Prix. Hi, guys. I think the loser should not take their helmet off for a week. <laughs> <laughs> helmet duty. Surely, surely for sleeping, though, Katie, that'd be fine? No. Sleeping. Showering? Shower. But a sleeping, definitely have to sleep with it on. Do you have to shower with it? Maybe I would let the shower off, but probably. I like just how you're the you're way. the marshal of the of the helmet punishment. Okay, mm. um, okay, thank you, Katie. I think Katie, with her suggestion, surely keep the helmet on for a week. That's got to be funny. So we've got to go. We've got to travel into state. We've got to talk to the animals. We've got a TV appearance. We're with, taking with Fred Bass and our greyhound and talk to the animals. That makes it even funnier. With the, I think your girlfriend would love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm confident. All right. Keep your helmet on for an entire week. Shake hands on it. It comes off Friday? Comes off Friday. We'll put it on the Monday. Yeah. Or we'll take it off on the Friday after the Grand Prix. All right. I'm coming across. Shaking hands. <laughs> That's your first mistake, mate. Never trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't shake my hand by the sound. Damn it. I should have remembered that because I did lose. <laughs> yeah, you lost. Famously lost. And you... We did do talk to the animals with the helmet on.
That's that's the that's always part. our favorite part of that this story. We did talk to the animals. I think we might have even mentioned it already on the remembering project. Mm. But we're getting to the stage now where we can't remember what we've done on the remembering project either. But we did talk to the animals. Yeah. Yes. And there was what all, is that? That's like a, oh, it's like a Saturday afternoon show, like Getaway or Postcard. Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh. it was about animals. And because we had a greyhound, they did a special feature on our greyhound mm. who was going to retire and become a pet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a helmet on. Yeah padlocked to my head, a racing helmet, yeah. an open-faced car racing helmet, and then we explained the story, but it took about a minute to explain the story. And obviously in the edit, it was a three-minute piece, of like, we'll lose that bit. He's <laughs> <laughs> just, just walking around with a helmet on. Me and, Andy, me and Andy, and we had these op shop suits that we yeah. always wore to the racetrack. So we were in these op shop suits at the Greyhounds on, a, on a, like a Tuesday night. I've got a helmet padlocked to my head for no context. <laughs> <laughs> I recall us going to the children's hospital as well when you had might the helmet have, on. Yeah, might have done that. <laughs> Fizzy week. I feel like. Did you take it out uh, after shower and stuff? Or no, you, it was no, padlocked he, on. Padlocked oh, on. He went was, the entire week. And, and it gave was... me chronic neck issues. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it only weighed about two or three kilos. That's a lot of extra yeah, weight yeah. on we your head. I just had to lie down in every room and have all my have rest my head on the table in every room. My neck gave out. In all the show meetings, Hamish just had his head sideways on the table like this. Because my the ne- your neck muscles just can't, can't yeah. do it. Can't do it. Wow. But I look back and go, we were true to everything we decided because on. Because that's what we thought was funny. Yeah. We were we weren't like it just wouldn't have worked if we didn't think it was funny. Yeah. Otherwise you'd just be cheating and then like lying and pretending you were doing it. But we're like, well, it's not funny if you don't do it. Great remembering. Great remembering. Great remembering.